All right. Welcome to another episode of Scotty Talks Philly Sports. Uh, I'm welcomed by two very special guests. Uh, you know, you guys already know Sam from Fourth of John, Swagman95 on Twitter. Uh, you guys have already seen him on here. This is about his third time, right, Sam? Third time? I think fourth. fourth. I think fourth. Fourth? fourth? Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Uh, and then my man, Luke Stansfield, also of Fourth and John. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. Hey, man. What's up, Luke? How are we doing? Uh, yeah. Man has the crazy stats. He comes with all the crazy <laughs> statistics, man. So, uh, and then of course, you know, Sam's got the fantasy sports unlocked. So, uh, I got my guys with some good knowledge here. Uh, you can find Luke at Luke underscore stands, uh, also a writer for Fourth and John. Uh, so I'm basically with the Fourth and John, <laughs> some of the Fourth and John crew today. Yeah, but, baby. Uh, it's I'm all good. To, I'm excited to chat it, chat it up, baby. Yeah, man, we got some interesting stuff going on per usual in Philadelphia. Uh, shit's just going crazy this season. Uh, it's 2020 in a nutshell, to say the least. Um, we'll we'll jump right into it, man. Go, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, Jalen Hurts named the starter against New Orleans this week. Uh, we got New Orleans coming to town, week 14 matchup. New Orleans is hot. I know they they might have Drew Brees back. They might not. I know Taysom Hill hasn't really, you know, missed a step. Um, but uh, it, it'll be an interesting uh, matchup to say the least. Um, with the Jalen Hurts move, let's let's jump right in. Was it the right move, guys? Whoever wants to go first, just just hop right on that. Sam, you can Sam, you can attack it first because I'm I, I hate talking about it. But uh, I want to hear your your take first. It was the only move. You didn't really have another move. Wentz, Wentz sucks, and, uh, <laughs> you know, as Doug said a couple of weeks ago, the season's over when you're start when you starting someone else. So we can accept the season's over, you know, hope that Hurts looks good, and move on, move on to the draft process and, uh, you know, beginning to start planning for next year because this season is a wash at this point. So, yeah, I, I think you kind of had to start him. Yeah, I'm on the same page as Sam. Like, I, I, I've been, I've been a Wentz defender since he's been here and, and came here in 2016. <clears throat> um, but it's pretty hard to deny that this is the right move, and there's a couple reasons why. I think you know, the biggest is what good is going to come out of you know Carson Wentz playing the remainder of the season. Like, I, I honestly don't see anything good coming out of it. You know, um, uh, you know, he's injured all the time, injury prone. I don't believe that. I think he had some freak accidents, but uh, I mean, if you do want to trade him at the end of the day, it makes sense to to not play him because one, he's just showing everybody why he's not playing real well right now. And two, I mean, there's a chance that he could get hurt, especially they're playing the Saints defense this weekend, who's arguably the best defense in the, in the NFL. Um, so I, I think it's the right move. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't like the pick overall. I don't know why we ever did that. Um, and you kind of could see this coming from miles and miles away. And I think it's safe to say that, you know, the Wentz wagon wheels have completely fell off. So, Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically to you guys' point, um, you know, Jalen Hurts will never agree that that was the right move. Um, but when you make a pick like that, this is what you have. Um and, uh, you know, if if Wentz was struggling like this and we didn't have Jalen Hurts there, there would be nowhere else to go, right? We're not going to put Sudfeld out there. Um, yeah. So, you know, we created this and, and now we have to live with it uh, as an organization. 
Um, whether or not that pick affected Wentz's season this year, I don't think it can affect you that much to where you are. He, he's lost. I mean, some of the stuff that he's doing wrong is stuff that we've complained about since he was a rookie. But some of it is, you know, just clear regression. So it, not only are you not getting better, you've gotten, you know, worse in other areas. Um, you know, once again, I, I just we, – we, we could talk about Wentz for a little bit. Once again, I just feel like it's one of those seasons for Wentz where you can't accurately measure who, what kind of player he is. Because once again, everything was so screwed up around him that, you know, he just gets these built-in excuses. And, you know, this was a season where I was looking, I was like, man, we can't give him any more excuses. And I'm, I'm a Wentz apologist. I'm, I'm an admitted Wentz apologist. Like you guys, I can't do it anymore. Um without looking like a moron. So I, I, I've let that go. I, I understand it. You know, Jalen Hurts came in last week, and, you know, people were saying it was prevent defense. It wasn't all prevent defense. He looked he looked pretty good. He was getting out of the pocket. And that's what he brings. He brings mobility. And with a bad offensive line, you could use more mobility behind the center. Um, you got to see what Hurts has got. You know, we'll talk about the trade destinations for uh, for Wentz and, and, and stuff like that. Obviously, we saw the report that came out today. Um, that's what Luke was, was, uh, referring to. And, um, we'll, we'll get into that, but you know, it was the right move. Like you guys said, what's the, what's the best that could happen? Wentz gets injured. Wentz, you know, if Wentz was going to play him himself out of this funk, it would have happened by now. I mean, you yeah, know, that one happened in four Correct. weeks, right? He, he, exactly. he wouldn't win okay. the job in four weeks. And exactly. I think another thing too is like, uh, the, the, the thing that just is scaring me though is, I mean, if Jalen Hurts balls out, uh, Howie Roseman is going to look like the smartest man ever. Mm. And Carson Wentz, his fate's pretty much going to be sealed. So that's what really scares me. It's like there's a catch to it. Like, you know, if he does play well, which, I mean, obviously we want him to. We want him to, yeah. There's Mm -hmm. a very big chance that Howie's going to be like, well, told you so. I I picked him in the second round. Everyone's saying that's a bad pick. I mean, Wentz, he's had the the literal, the, the lowest, overall drop in QBR in, in the history of the statistic. So it's like from one year to another. So it's like, what is happening? And I think it's a combination of a lot of things. It's, yeah. it's play calling, it's personnel, it's the O-line like you alluded to. Um, I mean, he's been sacked. He's, he's on pace to be sacked the fourth most, the, the fourth most quarterback, sacked quarterback in NFL history. I mean, we thought Deshaun Watson was bad two, three years ago. This is bad, man. Yeah, like I, I'm watching Jason Peters. He looks like he's a a a a statue. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's bad. He's man. a turnstile. It's, 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 like it's everything. It's everything. <laughs> he's just a turnstile, right? As he pleases. But yeah, this is this is a mess. Um, I think he's got too many voices in his <laughs> in his ear telling him what what he needs to do, and team he. he can't listen to each and every one of them. They're all telling them different things. They need one guy to be the offensive the coordinator. Yeah, this and didn't work. This this whole collaborative effort it didn't work, and no. now this is this is what happens with it. And you know, to you guys' points, like a combination of things. So, like, what people won't understand, and, and I guess it's what was kind of getting on my nerves these last couple of weeks. You know. Yeah, Wentz is not playing good. He hasn't had a good game the entire season. He's had, you know, games where he's had good halves, but he hasn't had a full good game the entire season. But, you know, 
just the complete like nitpick. It got to the point where we were nitpicking literally every single play that Wentz was doing, like whether it was good, bad, or you know, a missed throw, holding the ball too long, the offensive line giving up the, the pressure too quick. So, like, you know, what what we have to understand with Wentz down that stretch there, once you fell in that rabbit hole of sucking <laughs> and, and losing confidence, it's never ending with the offensive line like that. You're never going to get it back. And, um, you know, something that doesn't really get talked about this season is, you know, Wentz's comfortability with Lane Johnson. It's been recorded, you know, over the last couple of years, how much better and confident he plays when Lane Johnson is in there on, on that right side. Um, not there. You know, Brandon Brooks, not there all season. Kelsey <laughs> struggled. Um, you know, the the multiple lineups. I mean, like you said, Lou, he's, he's on pace to get sacked. I mean, he, he's he's over fifty sacks, and we're we're fourteen weeks. We're we're to week fourteen right now. Um, that that's in, that's insane. I mean, and and I don't mean this to sound like excuses, even though they are excuses. I just want people to understand that most quarterbacks wouldn't perform well in this in this environment. Yeah. And, and there are quarterbacks that could do better, but there's no quarterbacks, not many quarterbacks that are going to do well. And I think, you know, with a guy like Jalen Hurts, if he comes in and has like a little bit of success, I'm not going to be that surprised with his mobility compared to Wentz's where, you know, Wentz is just running for his life and he can't get out of there. We saw Jalen Hurts, and I think down the stretch of a game and playing a whole game, you may start <laughs> to see him get sacked a little bit more as well. Um, but, you know, just his ability to get out of some of those scrambles and just get back to the line of scrimmage makes such a big difference. Um, from not do- going into a third and 15 or a third and 10, you know, the difference between those two taking a sack on second down, that's a drive killer. I mean, we, yeah, absolutely. for us to get 15 yards, it's not going to happen. Hasn't Hurts also been like a fumble machine in his limited yeah. snaps? Hasn't, yeah, hasn't he fumbled like three times this year already? Yeah. A lot of it was on the actual snaps, though. Right. Yeah. You right. know, a lot of it was like shotgun snaps going through his hands or, you know, hitting them in the chest. Like, it's not really contact fumbles, mostly, right. but uh, I mean, it's a product I'm, I'm, of glad being up, I'm glad you brought up the mobility thing because I mean that's what he was like. That's was that that was his thing in college. That was his trait, right? Right, I mean, it, it a running both, quarterback, both at Alabama and Oklahoma. So I mean, right. and Wentz, he just doesn't look like himself, man. He, right. Whether it be the ACL or the, putting on, you know. 15 pounds in the offseason, it's like he, he doesn't look the same. So, yeah. You talked about that a lot as well, you know, that that diet that he was on and uh, kind of how that's affected him. Um, and, you know, he, he doesn't. He looks slow. I mean, his, his reaction time is really what throws me off. That's like you can see, you see him get down the field a couple times, and once he picks up some steam, he can get he can get going. But mm-hmm. his his reaction time in the pocket, um, you know, when that pressure comes in, that's not the wince we know. I mean, the wince we know, you know, mind you, the offensive line has been better. It doesn't those breakdowns don't happen as often. But when those breakdowns happen, he was getting out of the pocket when you know maybe even just a year ago. So, um, you know, wince. The regression is real, and, and, and we can't sit here and make excuses, you know, against that regression. Um, yes, there's shit going on around him, but you know, you, at the end of the day, you got to play at the same time. Um, with Hurts, you know, you, you you brought up the fumbles, and uh, you know, like we said with Kelsey and and how he struggled this season, um, just with simply snapping the ball. Um, 
you know, the first time I've ever seen seen that. Honestly, like, yeah, yeah, weird. It's, it's weird. weird. It's weird. And uh, what that what that you know says to me? What the hell are these guys doing in practice, man? Because um, you know, I, I remember specifically last week a sack that Carson Wentz took is because it was a screenplay and Boston Scott ran into Jalen Reger. And it, it completely – the play is over. It's a drive killer immediately. As soon as they run into each other as, as the ball is snapped, the play's over. Wentz is sacked. It's a screen already anyway, so your offensive linemen are bailing. And, um, you know, just simple stuff like that is It's just like, what the hell are you guys doing? You guys are never prepared. And the penalties, I mean, the discipline is never there. Um, and, and you know, even, even Zach Ertz and Goddard, I saw, you know, just a little, like – not understanding what's going on. Like Zach Ertz had to tell Goddard to get the hell off the field at one point. It was really an awkward exchange, um, especially after what I've heard between those two guys. But um, man, what, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about these practice? I mean, there's gotta be something up here. I mean, the player development, um, you know, just the organization, the game plan is never there. I mean, what, what's going on? What do you guys think is, is the, there's so many issues. I don't, I don't know where they're there's at. No you know, discipline. What do you guys think? Like, I, I, I don't get it. There's no discipline at all. I think you need to tear the entire thing down. Replace as many people. With, with a new GM comes a whole new group of employees, you know, beneath him. Since he's responsible for everyone. Yeah. Except for, except for the vice president and Lori himself. So... You know, with with Howie gone, a whole new group of people, uh, medical personnel, strength and conditioning, offense, defense, everything will change. So with that, you would hope that the discipline and the, and the lackadaisical nature of this team, because they they do never look prepared at all. It's a major issue. They'll never win football games that way. I mean that New so, York Giants game out of the out of the bye week tells you everything you need. Oh, to know. it was I mean, it was atrocious. I, I think I think it's the I think it's the arrogance uh, that's like like the the hangover the Super Bowl hangover, um, and I think it really it shows in two things. It shows in uh, Doug literally. I mean they, they don't have an offensive coordinator, so that's the head coach worrying about the offense. And then all the other head coach responsibilities. So he's probably yeah. not – literally probably not allotting enough time to either one of those. So that speaks yeah. to you know, the discipline thing, Sam. Mm-hmm. And then what you brought up, you know, the, the literal schemes and how people are running into each other and who no one knows who's on the field in certain packages. And then I think the other thing is, you know, practice. And, like, this is a weird year, man. 2020 is weird. Like, they didn't have a mm-hmm. lot of time to prepare. So you got to change things up. And – I mean, from what I've seen, they, they do a lot of non-contact practices, a lot of non-padded practices, um, and it doesn't seem like he changed his philosophy at all, uh, Peterson. Uh, so I, I think I think those two uh, are really are really evident, and that's why we're sitting where we are. Um, and I think it just is a testament to like the the arrogance behind you know this that this franchise is somehow you know birthed over a a Super Bowl win in 2017. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to that point, you know, you've seen how many players that have left the team, you know, came into the team and then left the team and says, you know, why are you guys living in 2017? Like, it's one thing for fans to live in 2017. We can do what, whatever the hell we want. You know what I mean? But for the players, like, we have to live in 2017. But those guys, 
get get your head out of your ass. Like, and and the arrogance stems up even further than just Doug to all the way to Howie, to where you know we've been talking about this for years. How Howie thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He knows best over everybody yeah. else. He can never agree with anybody yeah. else because you know he has to be smarter. He has to be one step ahead. And um, you know that comes down to taking obvious draft picks. Um, you know, simple things like like bringing bringing Malcolm Jenkins back. You know, you saw what Malcolm Jenkins said about Howie today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 he didn't say Howie's name, but he direct. I mean, who else is he talking about? Um, whether it was coaching and Howie or just Howie. Um, but you know, the arrogance is just so apparent on this team. Like, you know, every week they come out of these losses and they tell us, you know, we got to be better. Um, we 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 can play better than this. We're going to turn it around. Just because you did it the last two years, you know, you get off to these slow starts. That's not a normal thing, okay? Like that's that's not normal. So and you also you don't you don't pride yourself on getting out slow. Like I mean, you saw the Super Bowl year; they started what eleven and one, eleven and two, eleven and two, and so Carson and so Carson got injured. And like, and they still finished thirteen and three. And they still finished thirteen three. You have to finish strong. You have to start strong. I mean, you look at Andy Reid. I I love that you brought up the bye week. That man is is out of the bye week. He is prepared. He, he used that, you know, week and a half to be like, this is what we're doing and we have to win this game because it's literally, it usually falls pretty close into like the, the middle of the season. So, you know, that's a big momentum swing. You, you have a week break, you go home, you see people, you see your family, blah, blah, blah. You come back and it's business and, and you're ready to go and you come out and you win. I mean, right. I think Peterson has won, I believe, once out of the bye week in his career. I could be wrong, but I do yeah. believe it's one time out of the bye week. And it's that's, either that or, or no preparation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even the thing that got me about the bye week was, you know, that second part of the bye week. So we had, you know, about two weeks off with like the whole <laughs> you know, Thursday night football in, into um, that bye week. So <laughs> the thing that got me was that second week you had guys like Fletcher Cox and, and Jason Peters like taking rest days. You just had a week off. You just had a week off. What are you taking rest days off for? That's complacency. Arrogance. Exactly. Complacency. Exactly. Ah, man. So, yeah, we can, we can let that at that. Uh, I do want to touch on Jalen Hurts, right? So, while we, you know, we think that maybe he could have at least more success than Carson Wentz, maybe not be that, you know, bad. Um, what if it does go south against New Orleans? You know, you said it earlier, Luke. New Orleans has one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best. Um, They've definitely been playing great lately. Um, What if it goes south? Is is Wentz an option? Is Wentz an option mid-game to go to if if it really goes south? You feel like you're hurting your young QB's confidence. No, I don't don't think so. Go ahead, Sam. No, right? No, you can go first this time. So I I don't (laughs) think so because, I mean – that's a really big decision you just made to, to, to put in this rookie, right? And, you know, I actually saw – I saw something today, and, and, and uh, I think it was Mosher tweeted out. Um, in, in Doug's press conference, he said that um, he's not sure who's going to be the backup. Like, so, I mean – I did not see that, but that is yeah, – I, so I didn't catch that either. And, well, he said, I'm not sure, but it will, it will likely be Carson. 
But I mean, if you don't have anything in your mind saying, oh, you know what, I might just give them a rest week or just give them the rest of the season off. Why yeah. would you say something like that? I mean, it makes right. no sense. So I don't think I don't think there's even close to an option, uh, you know, putting Wentz in. I think regardless if, if it's going south, it, it's it's productive because you can see the, you know, the problems with Hertz and the overall problems with the whole offense. And it kind of takes the blame a little bit off of Wentz because it's like, you know, maybe it isn't him. Maybe it's you know, well, it is him, but maybe it's partially because like the receivers aren't creating separation. I mean, Offensive line is lead is 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 letting up four and a half five sacks a game. Like it'll it'll expose the actual issues behind you know this three eight and one season so far. Right, I I can't bring myself to root for an Eagles loss. I always want to see them do well, but you know piggybacking off of Luke, uh, there's there's nothing to gain from the Eagles winning for the rest of the season. I mean, we can all agree on that, right? There's yeah. nothing to gain. You don't gain anything. If you if Hertz plays well, well, our franchise gets set back another five years because you you literally just spent $128 million for nothing. Yeah. yeah. And you're stuck with it. You're stuck yeah. with him for you're stuck with it for two more years. So there's that. The the only thing that gets gained by winning is is chaos. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts may be feeling good about himself. <laughs> but uh no. should never been here to start with so yeah but here we um, are yeah. so, so i guess you want to lose to lose out so that's the point if I it happens great to piggyback off that i guess what i would ask you then is so if jalen hurts you know knock on wood god forbid if he was to get hurt um Who's the backup quarterback? Do you do you think? Do, do you just Wentz. throw Sudfeld out there, or yeah, yeah it would be Wentz. It would be yeah, Wentz. I think you put Wentz in. I mean, injury is a whole other story. That would that would also be terrible because that would just everything yeah. would just that would be terrible. Yeah, fall to dust. That would be awful. But uh, yeah, I think I mean strictly because of a preparation standpoint. I mean, you have really not. I mean, Nate Sudfeld probably hasn't been getting much reps. Over right. Yeah, I don't even think he's been active most. Yeah, I so I, mean, I don't know why. I don't know why they would put him in there. I mean, and the the report I talked about earlier, I don't think Wentz isn't going to be the backup. You know, but yeah, if if it would be what that, that's a little weird, man. It would be what Washington did with Dwayne Haskins when you know Kyle Allen went down. He wasn't even the backup. He's not even active. And right. it's just a whole show of disrespect, and <laughs> the guy yeah. he just paid a for for what for a you know a rookie last year on a rookie contract one thing Wentz one hundred twenty eight million dollar deal whole another whole another story. And I think you know the the ironic thing about this right now, you know, as much as we hated that pick, is that as of right now, before this game on Sunday. Jalen Hurts is the only sense of like real hope that we can maybe you know. <laughs> like rely on right now because Wentz, we don't know what the hell is going on with him. And, uh, you know, while we all might sit here and believe that he can be turned around, that he can be fixed, he might not be able to, you know, the injuries may have caught up to his, his ability. Um, you never know. Um, so, you know, Jalen hurts is like to you guys' point, how terrible that it, if he was to get injured would be, um, then we, you know, we're, we're looking at like the same QB factory. Oh my QB god! Factory just <laughs> it, it, it will make it fun. <laughs> like I, yeah. So um, and 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 on another note, I think you just owe it to Hurts 
to give him a full game. I mean, right. if you gave Carson however many games, what, 12 games, 13 games, whatever the case may be. Um, you gave Carson that many games. Hurts deserves to get at least one full game, right? Like, I, he deserves oh, to get his, his, his shot. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys there. So, in that case, you know, this kind of piggybacks off that. Is is Wentz done for the season? Is there any scenario where you see Wentz coming back, other than, you know, injuries, obviously? Yeah, I think injury is the only way he does. Yeah. I mean, they, they – I mean, and, and Peterson has said in a press conference before, he said, you know, a quarterback change indicates the end of the season. season the yeah. So, I mean, lo and behold, here we are, quarterback change. End of the season. You know, yeah. unless he unless he looks like Nate Peterman and is throwing five picks a game, you know, <laughs> you can do that. But so then, I guess we'll we'll piggyback off of that. And is Wentz it, your honest opinion? You know, it's it's very early. We we haven't even seen Hurts play. Is Wentz done in Philly? And and we'll get into trade destination stuff like that afterwards. Is Wentz done? Gut feeling in Philly right now. Yes. I think he's done. I, I barring barring everyone getting fired this season, Doug and Howie probably. Yeah, that that's a very good point, Sam. If if, if if they clear house, if they clear house, they get rid of you know Howie and Doug. I mean, and obviously that I mean, if they get rid of the head coach, they'll probably get rid of you know guys like Press Taylor and stuff like that because the new right. coach will probably want to bring in his own staff. Um, barring mm-hmm. that, I think I think he's done. Um, and I could see. I see one of I see one of either Doug and 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 Howie coming back and the other and the other not. Um, I I think it's Doug that will not be coming back. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, I I just think it's just it's a bad situation and it's kind of like it's kind of like Andy Reid back back way back when when we were like you know it's just it's it's his time and 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 it's not necessarily because we don't believe in him but it's just because. It's so toxic, and there's just so much baggage that will come along with every season that it might just be worth it to just get away from it. To be honest with you, I, I personally hate that, but I mean, you got to look at it at a, at a at a like a level-headed standpoint. I mean, it, it, this is bad. Like, like you said, he's bad. got so many voices. He's got so many voices. I mean, even his own voice in his own head. Yeah, it's just he's beating himself up, and you can tell. Um, and and you don't hear you know Howie or or Doug you know taking the blame. You always hear Carson taking the blame, and that that probably drives him crazy. You know, that's what he has to do. He, he's the franchise quarterback. He was the franchise quarterback. But you know, you, you, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't always want to be saying it's my fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. Because there's when it's no clearly way. not just your fault. fault. You know, there's no way. I mean, you saw him on the sideline, uh, you know, kind of getting in Press Taylor's face. Yeah. It's like that's. I mean. I'd never seen him, you know, show that type of fire. So it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of pissing him off. It's, it's been crazy how, you know, our dysfunctionality has been put on full front for national media and national audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Seahawks game, you had the entire Sunday night broadcast was about when Wentz was going to get benched for Hurts. It was, it was the entire broadcast. That's all they talked about. Literally. And then, of course, Lou, um, well, no, that was Monday Night Football. I'm sorry. But um, so then you have, you know, um, you have this this past week against Green Bay on, you know, it's a national four o'clock game. Um, and then, of course, you have you start the game out with Carson Wentz screaming at Press Taylor. Then you you finish it up with Jalen Hurts coming in. And it's just been 
complete dysfunctionality. Um, to you guys' points, toxic. I mean, how relieving would it really be to finally have Carson Wentz out of here and you don't have to defend him anymore? I mean, yeah. no, that's it's been so point. constant. It's been I'm so getting constant. tired of it. I can only imagine. It would be it would be the worst thing, you know. Well, that's not that's a bad choice of words. It would be awful to see Wentz go off and have success somewhere else, knowing that he wasn't the true he wasn't the main cause behind everything that happened here. But can you really see this ending any other way? I mean, the guy already went through one QB controversy two years after they won a Super Bowl, for fuck's sake. How is it and, fair to ask him to yeah. suffer through another one? Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's hard. He's, like, he's been humbled through it all. I mean. He's given everything to this franchise, and they just turned around and treated him like shit. Yeah. They tried to help him. They tried to help him. It really wasn't their fault that they missed. It really wasn't his fault that they missed on almost every single pick. <laughs> I put something out on the timeline about the, and it seems like it's you know, a a soft mindset. But like the whole statue thing, like I get it, it was donated and all this. But like, dude, imagine that. Like you, <laughs> you get to walk team, the that every day. <laughs> you lead your team to a first round buy home field advantage throughout the the playoffs, and I mean I get it. It's the first Super Bowl. I mean. But put the damn statue at the art museum, man. Don't put it out front of the link. Something. What's your problem? <laughs> you're, you're basically telling your franchise court. He, he literally walks by. I don't know how much he walks by. People were coming at me about that. But he walks <laughs> by it, and he sees his head coach holding a playbook and talking to his backup, and it's like that's the image of that year. It's like. That probably eats at him. And un- unfortunately, that's that's what he's and, and I hate it, but that's what he's gonna be remembered for, you know, when mm-hmm. he leaves the squad. And and I hate it. Um, you know, but you know, to Sam's point, it's just like and and to yours too, Luke, it's it's just pure toxicness. And you know, to put him through this again, like we just went through this. He just got the monkey off his back last season. We saw him play a full season, take the team to the playoffs. And then, boom, we, we put the monkey right back. And, you know, Howie Roseman has, has stabbed him in the back. Um, you, you can look at even Doug and, and ask yourself, has Doug just been sabotaging him the entire time? I, like, I, there's so much questionable stuff. Luke, you brought it up to me before we, before we hopped on here. You know, Doug came out and said in his press conference today, we're going to do things to get Jalen Hurts comfortable. Run the football. <laughs> screens. Quick decisions. Underneath routes. I mean, that's what we've been begging. Like, we've been literally begging for that. Pre-snap motion. I guarantee we see at least 10 pre-snap motions, and we're going to see Jalen Hurts roll out of the pocket a lot. I mean, you saw it as soon as he came in the other day. He was rolling out of the pocket. These first five passes, he was outside of the tackle box, and it was designed. So it's like, dude, come on. And then and then another thing is I saw today – uh, Jason Peters and Alshon Jeffrey might not play Sunday because Sore. of soreness. Sore. Soreness. What what the hell have they done? Because they suck. Like <laughs> they, Jason Peters I, hasn't finished the game all year. Alshon Jeffrey runs 
half-assed ten-yard routes and pushes off against offensive. <laughs> he has more OPIs than catches this year. It's like, come on, man! Like, it's it's I, I I'm I'm thoroughly convinced it is sabotaging, and I've been you know coining this term called like Foles syndrome. Like, everyone plays harder. Every like the whole game plan is changed when Carson Wentz is not the quarterback, and it started with Nick Foles. And now it's going to happen with Jalen Hurts, and it's mind blowing. It's like, what is going on? It's, it, I mean, it, it could have been an anomaly like last time it happened with Foles, but it, it's, it's, it's evident, and it was evident in, in one and a half quarters, man. Like even the the punt return for a touch, I didn't see Jalen Rieger return a punt all year. Return a punt all year. And then boom, Jalen Hurts is in. All right, we're going to put a playmaker that should have been doing this all year back to return the punt because we need a spark. That's what they call a spark. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. It's a clown show. I agree. Man. It is. It's terrible. It's, a clown it's terrible. I, I can't wait for this season to be over. Same, I don't man. think I've ever said that. I don't think I've ever said that about an Eagles season before. I'm ready to. I I'm ready, really just I'm ready to get the Sixer season. Man. Yeah, <laughs> this is the earliest I've man, ever seen. That, you know, Eagles I can Twitter and stuff talking about uh, you know, the draft, and that right. just says it all. That right, says it's it all. been a while. We never we don't get top ten picks very often, man. But uh, yeah, we're we headed down that road. We haven't had one Lane, in forever. Lane Johnson, I think, was our last right. top. Like uh, real top ten pick, yeah, real and top ten. Win. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was the year. It was the we year after Andy was fired. It was yeah. the year after Andy was fired. Yeah, and then um, so I, I guess what we can talk about now, you know, obviously we we saw that article come out. I think it was Brandon Lee Gowton. Um, you know, he heard from a CBS uh, analyst that apparently the Eagles will be open to um, you know, offers for Wentz. Um. So I guess you know, obviously. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to lose him, but at the same time, you kind of just want to get over it. Um, with that being said, what what are some good options? Who do you think is like some, a, a team that would be a real buyer on wins? Um, the obvious one, I think we all you know, Indy is, is is Indy. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, it makes a ton of sense. What are some other teams that you think could take a bite on him? I'll give you one that's would make every Eagles fan throw up, but is quite possible, even though we have a history of never dealing with them. The Cowboys. Jerry Jones loves them. He always has. He probably <laughs> he's he didn't he say he probably would have drafted Wentz if 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 we hadn't taken him? I'm pretty sure he did say that. Yeah, something. No, I know, I know we never trade with the Cowboys, but we traded McNabb to the to the Redskins. So, <laughs> I would say I would say uh, a dark horse would be Denver. Um, you know they have. I, I read it. I, I looked it up today. They have. They're projected to have about twenty five million in, in free cap uh, headed into the next year, and that probably ranks among the top uh, you know NFL teams. Um, I think you know that would that would be a decent fit. <clears throat> you know. Drew Locke hasn't really turned out to be their guy. Um, you know, they just drafted a Jerry Judy. Um, and, you know, they got they got Noah Fant, um, among other weapons. They got two really talented running backs. Um, it's kind of the same situation as Philly. Except <laughs> a little the, bit talent, the talent has has a little bit more upside, or at least they showed a little bit more upside, and is and is pretty young. 
Yeah. Um, so I could see I could see that. I don't I don't know what the coaching situation in Denver is going to be like. So that could. Kind I think of they're going to keep. Place. They're going to keep Vic. They're going to keep Vic. And is Elway it? does. Yeah, and Elway loves his uh, inaccurate QBs. He loves. Them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got two I got two more for you. Loves them uh, tall and he loves them inaccurate. And and I, it would it would be really weird seeing them in either two of these jerseys, but I would say Pittsburgh and New England. Think of um, Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. Because you just look like at their quarterbacks, their their aging quarterbacks. You know, Cam Newton hasn't returned to his, you know, 2018, 2017 self. Um, and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is playing well. But, I mean, you got to think that he's going to be probably hanging them up soon. Um, yeah, soon. And, yeah. I mean, both both teams have a plethora of young talent, especially Pittsburgh. You look at, you look at that, that offense. I mean, Wentz could probably get away with dropping back and throwing the ball 10 times because, I mean, like – he just has he has so many weapons that there's and 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 their defense it's really more their defense that would just like it, they would it would literally win him games it would take so much pressure off of him um, and you know at least in New England they got they got some young talent you know some guys haven't really lived up to their names yet you know Damian Harris but he was he was injured I mean he he started he's to good though. a little bit yeah no he's, he's good starting, no he's, he starting, good. he's starting to really produce. Um, and, you know, I mean, you look at Bill Belichick, he was able to, you know, blossom Jimmy G into, you know, some type of like looking good, like appearing, appearing to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, and he was a backup. So imagine what he would do with, you know, uh, a starting quarterback like Wentz. And I and I think, you know, he loves him. And I, there's there's just I don't have any faith in either quarterback on that roster. So I, I think. You know, Belichick might might try to go make a move. So, what do you guys think would what type of deal would it take to get Wentz with that contract and with his play this year? I Two months ago, first. I, think, I personally, I think they could get a first round. I think they could. I think they could. I think they could too. I I think the rest of the league is <laughs> is uh, squarely in the fact that they still believe that Wentz is a good yeah. quarterback. I don't. Th- I don't think they've really, uh, you know, taken you know taken the bait kind of like uh, Philly has. Philly thinks he's you know awful now. Yeah, and I think the rest of the league knows that he can still be a good quarterback. He just needs to be surrounded with people who will actually work with him to be a good quarterback and not let him fall back into these awful habits that uh, kind of been showing up over and over and over again since 2016. I think, you know, I I think, you know, to your point, Sam, um, if you take just a general look at the Eagles uh, this season, if you're, if you're, you know, like an NFL, you know, scout analyst, whatever talent evaluator, You have to look at this team and be like, man, none of their players are really that good. You know, none of them are performing that well. Uh, Miles Sanders, you know what I mean? We 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 thought we thought some of these guys were star worthy. Uh, Miles Sanders, may, and maybe he is. We don't know. <laughs> he doesn't get used. So, you know, you have to look at this team and be like, well, who have they made better? You know what I mean? So, can you even go off what you see when you see these players on this roster? I mean. I, I, I don't know how, how far you can go with that. I think another thing that factors in on what teams would really be going after him is Wentz looking at a season like Jameis Winston where he has to sit behind somebody. 
Or is he going into a, uh, you know, like a, a, a QB battle? Um, is he going into – because even even when you put it like that, you could you could put him with teams like New Orleans. You could put him with teams like Tampa Bay with Brady. I mean, there's options out there. You know what I mean? There's. I was thinking about Tampa too. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, I was thinking about Tampa. <laughs> those weapons, that's interesting. Um, Arians loves a QB that can throw the ball. And Wentz can really, certainly throw it. It really depends to me, I guess, you know, what – well, one, what's Wentz's plan? You know, I'm sure he wants to start. Um, you don't want to pay that guy that much money to sit, you know, on your bench either. So you have to factor that in. Um, but a place like Pittsburgh, man, where he could sit behind Ben for maybe one more year, get his head right, and come back. You know what I mean? And Pittsburgh's a place that they could get his head right. I mean, let's let's be honest. Yeah, Mike, uh, Tomlin's, Mike Tomlin's a really good coach. I mean, he's exactly. such a really mm-hmm. good, really good locker room, you know, you seen like guys like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell when they would lash out a little bit. I mean, they're really good players, but he cut it out. He got and rid he of them, them. <laughs> and, and, and and it 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 didn't affect anything. Right. So, I mean, he sets a really good precedent in the locker room. But I think I, I think if they do want to try to get a first round pick or you know something of a value like that, maybe a, a player or something, um, I think they have the Eagles are going to have to be willing to you know eat some of the contract. contract. Um, mm-hmm. I got the numbers right here. So this is the uh, the cap, the, the dead hit. Um, the, I'm sorry, the cap hit implications uh, for 2021 and 2022. So in 2021, if Wentz is on the roster, it costs the Eagles $34.7 million. If he's cut, it costs $59.2 million. Jeez. If he's traded, it costs $33.8 million. So, I mean, that's what, 900000 less if he's on the roster compared to traded. So, I mean, that's you're basically paying the same price to just not have him on the roster. So, right. it's a little it's a little I'm a little weary of it and I don't think that it would be the best decision. Um especially if a team asks them to, you know, take 10 million a year and 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 put that on your books, it's like, all right, now we're looking at, you know, 43 million instead of paying him 34 million when he's here. It gets a little better in 2022. Um, if he's on the roster, it's 31.3 million. If he's cut, it's 39.5, and if he's traded, it's 24.5. So that's about a five million dollar difference uh, compared to you know if he's traded or if he's rostered. So I think it will require some uh, financial, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Financial. I don't know, planning, I guess you could say, because you have to look at it like teams, the the Eagles have no power in this conversation right now. Right. And teams are going to abuse that. And, you know, there's coaches that think they're very, very smart and they can develop a, a damn trash can. And it's like, they're not going to say that to you. They're going to play the card where it's like, oh, I don't know. Look at his numbers. He was pretty bad. 15 interceptions. They talk to the, you know, <laughs> 10 million a year and they're like all right let's go we just got our franchise quarterback i'm going to develop him 10 times better than they did in philadelphia and we're going to pay him 10 million less than they did in philadelphia. <laughs> so. so then i guess next question and this is kind of where we'll leave it at um first of all what would you guys do if you were the gm what would you do with wentz um <laughs> and hurts and then two is there any dark horse chance that a team like the Jets or the Jacksonville Jaguars 
would be interested, not in trading their, you know, top five pick. I'm not saying that. Just in making a move for Wentz instead of drafting a quarterback in that first round. Uh, maybe they use the pick on something else, use it on an offensive line, whatever the case, whatever they want to use it on. Is there any dark horse chance that a team like that may skip drafting a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Trey Lance, uh, you know, Wilson? And go towards Wentz, who is a guy that has, you know, had an MVP caliber season. You, he, he is somewhat proven, but he's somewhat disproven as well. Um, is there any chance? And then, what would you guys do for the team that's for the team that's going to draft Trevor Lawrence, which is whatever team that goes at one? No, right. For anybody else, <laughs> for anybody else, pro, uh, for anybody else, yeah, there's definitely a dark horse chance. Is it likely? Eh, it might get a little more likely as you go down the line, but probably right. not. I probably but it's wouldn't. Definitely a, definitely I wouldn't, a possibility. I wouldn't take Wentz over Justin Fields either. I don't think. Um, just I don't for know. youth, I, youth I, and, I and only, body yeah. composure. There's only one one player in this draft that I wouldn't take. You know, an NFL, you know, veteran quarterback over, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Everyone else is, you know, still a rookie to me, but I think Lawrence is going to be, you know one of the great QBs that this league has. So yeah, I would I would say Jacksonville uh would think about it. Yeah. Um, because you figure they're probably gonna end up with a second overall. Um and people aren't talking about it, but the I I mean I personally think the player with the most upside that will give you the most production for 10, 15 years is Sewell. I mean he is like He's a generational O-lineman. Yeah. Um, and then you think it's basically like you're getting two picks for one. You take him and get Wentz. It's like you got your first-round quarterback, and you got a arguably the best overall player in the draft. In the draft, so It's yeah. like you just tackle, you just hit, took out two birds with one stone. I mean, Gardner Minshew, I, I could even see them trying to rock out with him maybe one more year. Um, but I don't. I mean, I just – I would hope for them, though, but they, yeah, they could. I, I think he had his chance. That, that I think he had his is, chance. Is, does stuff ass backwards. Like, yeah. you know, I would put it past them, to be honest with you. And then you think, like, why would Wentz, you know, could he succeed there? It's like, yeah, I mean, they, they got some young talent. Um, sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and I, I, think, I think that any change of scenery would just – you know, be a a good thing for when breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like, all right, I I escaped that situation. Here we go. They just they just traded up, or they're ju they just traded to go get me and not take a first round quarterback. Which, oh by the way, my Eagles took a second round <laughs> quarterback and six I'm months after paying me. So it's like Six months after paying me $128 million. Yeah. And a quick thing about that, it, it just shows how, how bad they wanted Hurts. He would have been there in the third round. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind he would have been there in the third round. Agreed. They didn't take the chance. They went and got him in the second round because they felt like they needed him. And that just goes yeah. to show that everything they said about having Wentz, like confidence in Wentz and, you know, the QB factory, that was all fake. That was all yeah. smokescreen. They're they worried. Because they were worried either he was going to get hurt or he was going to regress or a combination. And it is fed into, I mean, I personally, I think it's fed into the regression. Almost it's the biggest contributing factor. Yeah. 
I think there's a third option, and I know it's been tossed around, but what if Wentz just retires after this year? Hmm? I mean, I know this has been tossed around all season. You know, and this is not this is not some new original thought, but right. it could be likely. And being benched obviously isn't gonna, you know, turn that thought away. I personally I haven't seen the fire. Sorry, I haven't seen the fire in Wentz that would show that he would be able to come back and say, "Oh, well, you know, now that I got benched, now I actually want to play." I think he's more likely to step away. I guess you know I. My personal belief, I guess, would be that, you know, he would at least try to go to another team and try it out. And then if he struggled there, maybe um, just with the injuries, you know, he's a real man of God. He could definitely go down, a you know, a, a multitudes of roads, um, you know, similar to Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles went through his dark days um, and, and, you know, he contemplated. Um, so I, I definitely see what you're saying there, Sam. I mean, if Andrew Luck could do it, and he went through similar seasons with Andy, you know, where he's just getting the shit beat out of them. Um, you know, their offensive line, it's great now, but it was it was tore up whenever he uh, was started there. Yeah, um, he's definitely salty David about Carr, that. Yeah, David Carr. Literally, him getting sacked as much as he did led him to never amounting to anything in the NFL. I mean, that's what I mm-hmm. Yeah, and it messes and, up mechanics. It messes up your head. You're sitting there. I mean, you be say, you know, Carson pumps, 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 and it's like, dude, someone's open. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody's there, nobody's guarding him. <laughs> he thinks someone's on his back. So I mean, yeah. right. And, and everyone's like, oh, he fumbles so much. He fumbles so much, and he, he's trying to alleviate that issue. And I mean, it kind of it's kind of getting to him. I think. Mentally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think one last dark horse I'll point out. You know, maybe even Chicago. Yes. Um, they got yes. a lack of quarterback there as well. And uh, they got some decent guys there if they can hold on to Allen Robinson. Um, I guess we'll, we'll move on. We don't want to spend too much time on that. Uh, it's very almost depressing. <laughs> it is. Uh, um, so, you know, I guess what we can kind of finish out on, and, and we'll dive into New Orleans, you know, give give a little bit about New Orleans in this show um, right before we end it. But um, can, can Jalen Hurts, can he save Doug and or – Doug and Howie's job. Can he say oh, yeah. either or both of their jobs? Oh yeah. If he plays well, if he plays well, he'll he'll guarantee it. Well, yeah, I think, like I said, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think he can save Howie more than Doug, though. I think I, right. I think Doug is I think, I, I think his time is, is ran. Um, whether he thinks it or you know the front office does. I, yeah. I, I don't think he'll be back as head coach. Um, but like I said earlier, he, he could definitely. Absolutely save Howie Roseman's job because Howie's going to yeah. sit there, you know, puff out his chest. <laughs> I am the smartest man in the room. I took Jalen Hurts in the second round, and look at where and we it are paid now. Off. Yep. You know, Doug Peterson just looks when you when you see him in his press conferences. I mean, he's not even wearing Eagles gear, which I don't think too much into that. But he just he just looks so drained, man. And um, Carson too. I mean, if I was them, bro, I I would be done. Like I'm. Like I would be done. I I would be out of here. I you know I'm not dealing with this shit every year. Like right. Um, nobody. I feel like no one else deals with this shit. I mean, maybe the Cowboys too. You know, they're always in the national spotlight when they screw up. But um, you know, I would I would be fed up if I was Doug. You know, we never we've never seen this I mean, the injuries in years. You know what I mean? It's 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 something we've never seen, and that's why I think 
you know, we're getting such a big reaction out of, you know, Twitter and the media. And yeah. It's because it's kind of like a new thing. It's like, whoa, the Eagles, they're toxic. They have the toxic. <laughs> they're coming from the team in 2017 that, like, you would see them win a game and go in the locker room and play Dreams and Nightmares and go nuts. Like, they're hype, man. I, I, I made a little claim the other day. I, I think I think Meek Mill has to go back into jail simply because ever since he got released, the Sixers and Eagles have have straight sucked. So, Meek, I love you, man, but take a, take take one for the team, dude. Right, right. Take one for for the city, bro. Like, come on. Nah, but um. So ultimately, I guess you know. I guess we can agree. You know. Partially on Carson losing his job, partially on the rest of this organization. Um, I was kind of going to go. Th- we've already went through that enough. We don't need to go through that again. Um, final things before we get out of here. Um, Sanders, you know, guys like Miles Sanders, Travis Fulgham. You know, and these are these are opposite situations because you know we we can watch the tape on Fulgham. Obviously, the numbers have came out. He's he's not getting much separation. He's not you know as great as we may have thought. Um, shame on us for overreacting as we do per usual. <laughs> um, you know, but Miles Sanders, I mean, we've seen greatness from him from a on a consistent basis at least last year. Um, Play calling. What? Yeah. What do you guys say? Have we have we ruined guy? Do we just ruin players? I mean, Jay Jaw is inactive. You know, I, we're not even going to give him a shot. Like he's he's put in the basement. Like Howie, you know, when Chip Kelly came here. Um, you know, just a plethora of guys that you just you just never see them pan out. It's specifically skill positions um, outside of the tight ends. The tight ends get their fair share. Um, have we ruined players, or is is there still something like can coaching turn this around? You know, what do we have to do? Do you think Doug will get them more involved? It sounds like he's going to get them more involved now that you know Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, of course. Um, What's it? What's it take? You know, to get these guys involved, it's not rocket science. Sam, I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> it just takes good play calling. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not much more complicated than that. Uh, you can't call ten runs a guy a game for the guy who's averaging six yards a carry. Uh, what is it? What is it, Luke? You you must know this. Fourth most. Fourth most uh, uh, yards per carry and 28th most. Uh, he, leads, he, leads, he leads the NFL in expected rushing yards per carry. Uh, the Eagles also lead the NFL in expected right. yards per carry. And um, ranked 28th in rushing attempts, right? 28th in the NFL yeah. in rush attempts. Yeah, that is uh, actually disgraceful. So I guess, I, I guess what I was trying to ask is, what what the hell is the issue? Why is it happening? You know what I mean. What as a coach makes you do this? I, I, well, I, I think I, I think that, and and something that not not a lot of people are talking about is you know Miles Sanders has has had you know a nagging injury that kind of dates all the way back to last year. Um, and right, you know, is he hurt? Like we come out of the second half and you see Boston Scott starting the second half. I mean, at, and and at the same token, in the preseason. The report came out that, you know, Deuce and Doug had said, Miles is our guy. He's ready to be, you know, the workhorse. And, I mean, so to go back on your word like that, it's a little weird. And I think, you know, it might be trying to salvage him a little bit. Um, But, like, people don't realize, like, the way to get past injury is to just constantly play. It's not to, you know, play – 
five downs, come out for 10. Let plays. it get cold. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you have to get in a rhythm because it's both a mental and a physical thing. You yeah. have to get in a rhythm. And and I, I do feel like, you know, maybe there there is this, you know, nagging injury that's been bothering him. Um because of that, simply because of that report at the beginning of the year, they, they they said that he was ready to be the guy, and then you see them, you know, go heading into a game with four active running backs. It's like, what's Very going true. on here? Like something's weird. Um, and Miles isn't complaining either. You know what no, I mean? No. And my man does not be that type of player, but you but know, I have to say something. Did, I mean, he did come out last week and 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 threw some shade though. He he was like, yeah, I mean, last year. We, 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 we had a really good run offense. We ran the ball a lot. And he was like, it, it, it's not the same this year. But, like, I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> no. The numbers. But, and, and, and you would think with all the things that are going on, on with Wentz, what other way to alleviate some pressure off the quarterback than hand the ball off? Because he's thrown the ball 40. He's thrown the ball more times than he's ever had in his career. He's yeah. getting sacked more times than he's ever had in his career. He's throwing more interceptions. That all would be lowered. Literally, you would probably cut the numbers if you just handed the ball off. Yeah, and so it keeps it, you in games. I mean, it keeps you in games. And and you saw them against Green Bay, one of the worst rushing defenses, just couldn't stick to it. Just couldn't. They couldn't do it. They couldn't Never stick to it. He, he, they just he, couldn't he do it. Cleveland, that opening drive, it's like, I mean, of course, it was ended with a Miles Sanders fumble, which that's a whole other issue that he's got. That to one broke my heart when he when he when he fumbled that football, man. I knew Doug was going to abandon the run. Yeah, exactly. I knew it, man. It was working, and I remember tweeting. I was like, "Oh my god, this run, this this rushing offense looks really, really good right now." I guarantee, in the second half, we run the ball not nearly as much as we did in the first. <laughs> lo and behold, and also because you know the score is a little different, but lo and behold. It happened, and it happens yeah. every week. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll finish up here. Um, you know, going into the Saints game, what are you guys expecting? What what do you want to see? I mean, we we can't do keys to victory. We don't, we don't win. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we we simply don't win. Um, you know, what what are you hoping to see in this game? Uh, we don't even have to talk about the Saints really that much. I mean, they're 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 on top of their game. Whether or not Drew Brees or Taysom Hill will be back. Um, doesn't yeah, matter. Be heard. I don't think it matters too much. They're they're both they both been running the offense pretty smooth. Um, how, what what are you guys feelings going into the game? What do you expect? What do you want? Just be nice to see a cohesive game plan for once. Yeah, you know, something <laughs> something that runs consistently. So simple. Uh, I, I'll be I'll be all right with that. I, I, outside of that, I, I too uh, bothered if we win or lose. Um. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, everything will just be about how Hurts plays. That just defines the rest yeah. of the season every single week. Yeah. I, I don't, and I don't think you really have to focus on anything else outside of that. I think, like I said before, the focus should be moved on to next year at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see a turnover, like no turnovers by Hurts. Um, yeah. you've always, you always wanted to see that. You know, you want to see some promise. Um, I'm not even looking for him to, to light up the statue, you know, like a 300 yard game. I'm not looking for that. I just, I want to see like a game manager type of quarterback. A quarterback. Well, that's what he was. Do you remember? You remember he kind of was that at Alabama, 27 yeah, touchdowns, that's exactly, yeah, two exactly. picks. Exactly. Uh, he, he, you know, never was too, never was too uncareful with the football. Even he, you know, he was never too accurate. You have to remember that. 
It was never too accurate either, Alabama. But um, I think that's what he'll be. He'll be. I think he'll be a game manager, and he'll throw he'll throw some picks here and there because he's a rookie and we'll just do that. So. Yeah, yeah and, I, uh, and, and I think you know another big thing will be. I'm interested to see how this Eagles run defense looks um, because they kind of been playing crappy over the past couple yeah. games. Um, I mean, outside of, you know, the big run with Chubb, they actually played him, I mean, and, and Kareem Hunt pretty well. But uh, I think that's been they, the problem, though. They're, they're giving they're up big for, chunks. Yeah, they're good moments. for one or two, you know, 40, 45-yard rushes a game. Right. right? And, and that's that's a backbreaker. I mean, yeah. I'm a all and I and you know I, I'd imagine the Saints are going to roll with Taysom Hill um, because I mean if it ain't broke don't yeah. fix it right right why would so, you bring your breeze back against the right game? don't rush yeah, him. So, I mean I'm I'm interested to see how how they how they play I mean I I'm going to be watching you know what I'm going to be watching all day is Jalen Mills um, because I'm going to see if he's still got it because and it, as if he's ever really had it. <laughs> yeah, did he ever but, really have it That's but. Like, uh, I want to see how he plays and how he deals with, uh, you know, the Saints run game um, because his counterpart, Rodney McLeod, I think is been playing out of his mind and he's super undervalued and underappreciated. Um, One of the only guys still giving their all, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. He'll, he'll take some terrible angles on some tackles and, and have some stupid mistakes. But my man, like, I, the one play that sticks out to me is that play against the Browns where he blitz the A gap and 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 blew that shit out. I think it was Kareem Hunt, and yeah. it's like him and Slay, man. They've been they've been bringing the energy. Um, and, yeah. and, and Alex Singleton, he he's a he's another he's another great great takeaway from this season. You know, one of the one of the only. But yeah, I'm interested to see the run game, and then I think I, I think the linebackers. I mean, if they do want to win. Because let's talk about it. I mean, we want them to win. If they win, it'll suck, but it won't be the right. worst thing. Right, well, right. If they and win, I, I wouldn't mind beating New Orleans either. No, no, not at all. Jalen Hurts, no, like, no, it would be no, kind no. of awesome. Right. And because right. of the they, they destroy us, whether it's in the yeah. playoffs or the regular season. Like, right. remember, I think it was two years ago, they, they took our pants down, basically. Like, 48, yeah, 41, 48 to 7 games. Um, so I think we'll need some keys would be, you know, really good safety and linebacker play. Um, I think Greg Ward's going to have a really big day because I think he's going to be, you know, like that that outlet for for Hurts, especially after hearing Doug say, you know, we're going to start working on underneath stuff and pre-snap motion and stuff like that. I think Ward's going to have a really big day, and I just want to see them run the ball. I want to see them, you know. Yeah, I want to. I, I just, I just want to see it, man. I just want to see Miles Sanders, you know, breaking tackles and you know, making those spin moves that he's ever so accustomed to. And it's, yeah. it's, it's the it's, only it's, thing I want to see for the rest of the season offensively, besides Miles Sanders getting at least 15 carries a game is Jalen Rager doing well. It's the only thing I care to see. Uh, if no yeah. one else does anything and Jalen Rager gets a hundred yards a game, I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's uh, just, of- just show me something <laughs> that, that this was, that this was a good pick. Show me that the, that we are not the laughing stock for t- for not taking Justin Jefferson, right. even though the scouts recommended it. Show me uh, that Rager can be what he was drafted to be. Right. I will say the Rager punt return did give me a little sense of hope. Oh yeah, um, me as well. You know, you saw his explosiveness at least, and it makes you kind of decide oh, yeah. with the fact that he just wasn't used right. 
Um, well, even that 10-yard end around. Like, the yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad, yeah. It was good. They did it all year. Like, right. we've been asking for that. Like, it's like yeah. – and they do it, boom, they rip off nine, nine and a half, ten yards. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. And that's – uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I would like to just see a competent game plan. Um, You know, an offense that doesn't go stagnant for quarters at a time. Um, Anything of that nature, I'll be happy to just see us – if we can just move the ball fluently – um, that would be wonderful. I'm not expecting, you know, some haymaking plays, you know, by Jalen Hurts. He's just a rookie. Um, just make the right plays. Um, if we can see some of those chunk plays, sure. You know, we saw it to Jalen Reger, you know, right out of the gate. Saw it to Greg Ward on a on a decently deep one. Um, so they'll be there. Um, and and if we can just hit on some of those, it can give me some sense of like excitement because everything has just been dreadful. And um, you know, it's been a it's been, a, I don't know about you guys, it's been a tough year in fantasy football for me. Um, you know, and I, I have a couple Eagles on my on, on each team. So, you know, whether it's, you know, Miles Sanders or Goddard, whatever the case is, is you know, it, it's just been so underwhelming. You know, just no sparks, no excitement, no big plays. And that was kind of my complaint from last year. Even last year when we made the playoffs, it was just, it was like 13 play drives, you know. Right. So just to see a competent game plan, you know, see them use the quarterback correctly, call the right plays. That that would be nice for once. And then, of course, you know, just to see the defense show up with some energy. Don't give those backbreaking plays. Like if we score a touchdown on offense and it's one of the, you know, three scores that we get a game, don't give up a touchdown right after we get yeah. it. You know what, what I mean? Out. Come on, man. <laughs> Crazy, Come on. Man. It's when, but, uh, when one thing they, they don't they're not cohesive. When one thing's going well, three things exactly, aren't exactly. And whether it's you know special teams not really doing much, or it's it's the offense playing like crap and the defense bringing all the energy, or vice versa, it's just it's it's painful to watch. And <laughs> you mean sure. I, I'm I, I'm sure I can speak for you too too. I, I, every Sunday I'm going to go watch. Yeah. Gonna watch every play, always. same way I always do, but. You know, I'm. I no longer go in there with a sense of hope. I kind of just go in there with like, oh, go here we the go. motions. And they kind of they kind of drug us along because they've they've they fooled us. You know, the last two seasons with those comeback seasons, you know, making the making that late playoff push, they fooled us into just truly never giving up on the team. But this is it. You know, it, it it's here. And, yeah, um, but Wentz, Wentz didn't look the way he did does now the last yeah. two years when he, yeah. you know, when they were dragging to these things. This looks really bad. Like this is yeah. like blow it up, all you know, zero and sixteen Cleveland Browns bad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll we'll leave it there, guys. Almost felt like a uh, depressing episode, but um, I felt like we were venting. Honestly, we were venting. <laughs> it was kind of relieving at the same. Feels like therapy. It's like therapy. Glad it's to have therapy. you guys here. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Man. Yeah, you thank you. I no appreciate problem, it as always. Guys. My laptop's about to die. I'm gonna go ahead and sign off, guys. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, everybody that's listening, be sure to go give these guys a follow on Twitter. Um, great, great heads on their shoulders, man. Know their sports. Like I said, my man, my man Sands got the fantasy down. My man Luke comes with all the statistics. Um, you can catch both of these guys right in for Fourth and John. Of course, remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. That's going to be it for me. Peace out, guys. Thank you guys for coming on, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, guys.